Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember sandwiches and Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Get that at 1080thefan.com or at 1080thefan on Twitter. Uh, the, uh, the ending of the Josh Hamilton. His drugs are bad, okay. Research, yeah. Drugs are bad, okay. He was drafted by the Rays first overall. Well, apparently, nothing of this happens if you only test positive multiple times for marijuana. Mm. That's not a bad drug. No. But if you test positive multiple times, that means you like... considered worse than marijuana. Like smoking rocks. Like Coke. And smoking rocks. And smoking rocks. So he was drafted by the Rays first overall. He was in the Rays minor league system. It's lit. It's lit. He got suspended like three different times twice for an entire year and the Rays left him off the 40-man roster which allowed him to enter the Rule 5 draft and that's where he got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Basically he already started using drugs in the minors with the Rays which is what cost him his career with the Rays and allowed him to go elsewhere. Those are some stats for your ass. Pretty much. I haven't heard that one before. I know me neither. I just saw it. It said stats for your ass. Mm. Fo like F-O-H? F-O, yo. It says hard count. Isn't that the old Dirt and Sprague show? That is. Nice. 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 There's really good stuff. I just, I'm getting happy trigger on this. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell with you playing it's lit five times during the intro. I mean, I'll do it again if you want. I don't know if I can stop you. At this point. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop me. That is true. In <laughs> uh, some other news that uh, that I'd like to get to real quick, uh, the new starting pitcher for the New York, I mean the Washington Nationals, would be Patrick Corbin, oh, who up. signs a six-year, $140 million deal to play for the Nationals, which gives them a pretty decent rotation there. I know, right? and it kind of opens the door for them to maybe go get Bryce back, right? Yeah, right? I mean, that's a, that, that's a lot of money. They have so much money in three of their starting pitchers. I know. I was very, very, very surprised. I think most of us were quite surprised. 
you were the one who told me that there was like a clip of him at his brother's wedding and his brother put a Yankee hat on him. And, and said, we like, just want you to move closer to home. Technically, Washington, D.C. is closer to yeah, home. Yeah, I know. That sucks. <laughs> um, I thought I thought if it wasn't Yankees, it'd be Phillies. Apparently, there were reports out there saying that the Phillies were not going to be outbid by anyone. Mm-hmm. That they had put their eye on Corbin and said, we will pay what it takes. Basically saying, we don't feel we need Harper and Machado. We'll go spend our money on Corbin and then see if we can land one of those guys. Well, it turns out, I guess the Phillies included, years were important because the Nationals offered him six years. The report I saw, the Yankees were not going to go over five. And if the Phillies didn't get him, I imagine they were in the same boat, not going over four or five years themselves. And the the important thing for Corbin was to get as much security as you can. And for a guy who's had Tommy John surgery, I don't blame him for getting that. I don't blame him either. Um, I mean, the rotation of, I mean, I, if I were if I were the manager of the Nationals, which I don't think anybody is really the na- the manager of the Nationals, uh, I mean I'd probably go Scherzer one, Corbin two, Strasburg three. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty. That's name me a better one, two, three in baseball right now than that. Um, I think it'd be pretty hard pressed to find that. Yeah. I mean, there's some out there that I like. Maybe the Astros. Yeah, there's some. Well, they lose Keuchel. Yeah, but you still got Cole Verlander and uh, and Morton. Yeah, Morton's a free agent. Well, that's true. Yeah. What? I, I Uber would... Carrasco, Trevor Bauer. Oh, oh, that might get blown up too. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, I mean, Tanaka, Severino. Paxton. Paxton. That's probably knocking on it. I mean, it's not as DeGrom, good. DeGrom, Syndergaard, whoever. Because <laughs> I like those two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Your it, third can suck, but you're kind of like, hey, that's not so bad. It might, you know. You're right. It might be them. Um, Kershaw, Bueller, Hyunjun Ryu. Yeah, that could be a good one too. Not a bad one. That's a pretty good one. Just trying to think off the top of my head. Some any any other ones like now the Cubs kind of faded with yeah, their starters. Lester Hendricks, Darvish, Hamels. Well, if Hamels is there, yeah, He's still there, and Darvish can figure it out, that would be a dirty one actually. Yeah, that's four people. Too. Yeah. Any anyway, moral of the story is is. Nationals got themselves a pretty nice rotation. Yeah. And I saw a report that if they don't land Bryce, they're going to put some money into Anthony Rendon, and they might put money into Anthony Rendon anyway because they might have no choice. Yeah. I Ooh, Maybe this maybe Nationals might be onto something here. It's weird because I thought they were about to tear it all down, and yet here we go. That's what I thought too. And then the talk became, well, they might be able to go offer big, or they might now have the reason to go offer big money to Bryce again because they went and upgraded they're starting rotation, so I guess good for you, Nats. I mean, I think the Nationals saw what the rest of the NL East was doing and went, oh, crap, we're about to be left behind because the Braves won the division last year, right. added a couple of vets, and they've got a ton of young guys who are the ready to pop. are only going to get better. The well, Phillies are clearly in it to win it. They are... They're willing to spend money. Right. They're a step behind the Braves in the developing of the young kids, but they're willing to make trades. And they're willing to spend buco bucks. They now have Gene Segura. Yep. You know, Reese Hoskins is only getting better. Yep. Aaron Nola is was one, one of, of the s- best pitchers in baseball last year. Yeah, Cy one Young of the finalist. sexiest young pitchers in baseball. And the Mets are going for it in a strange turn of events. <laughs> so <laughs> the, super strange. the Nationals were going to find themselves down with the Marlins if they didn't do anything. So them getting Corbin and now going back after Harper, I think, is big for them for sure. Yeah, I think they have to. I think they kind of have no choice. I don't. What I don't understand is like I. 
when you say that this puts them back in the market for Bryce, I guess my thought is if you spend that much money on Patrick Corbin, does that put you in the market to go get Bryce again? I know it makes Bryce feel better about re-signing there, but he's going to want 400 mil, and you just put 140 into it. Like I said, I don't think it's just Corbin. I think they're seeing what's happening in the NL East and going, we got to com- oh, compete. We got to do this. Because that division just went from dumpster fire to on paper looking ready to pop. Yeah. Like that could be that could be this year's AL East where you have three teams with 90 wins plus. Yeah. So I don't know. Or I guess maybe even AL West too if you consider the Mariners, Astros, and A's. That would be another good example for that. Or the NL West, but it's another division where the, it's going to be very, very top heavy, and the Nationals want to be included in that top. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting if the Nationals, whether they do or don't land Bryce, if they make the playoffs, do they just lose to the Dodgers again? Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. They do. <laughs> I think that they are cursed, and they will lose to the Dodgers in uh, perpetuity forever you'd in the first be, round. You'd rather be a Mariner fan or a Nationals fan? A Nationals fan. <laughs> Because at least you've made the playoffs. <laughs> Boom! Zing, zing, zing! Is it hurtful if it's true? No, it's well, not. Well, sometimes the truth is the most hurtful. No, it's not hurtful. It's just it's just funny because, like, part of me gets excited about being a part of a rebuild instead of being purgatory. But, hey, I guess you, I've been to six Washington Nationals playoffs games. We didn't win any of them, but I was there. <laughs> All right, when we come back, there, there's a storyline that hit today that is probably going to fly under the radar as this player has flown under the radar his entire career, but he's a huge, we are huge fans of this man. We'll get into that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Spoiler alert, Snape kills Dumbledore. That he does. Statute of limitation on spoilers. I think for that one, you could say that freely and clearly now. Although people started saying that months after the movie came (laughs) out. Not so cool. Although the book had already been out for a while. What if I said Jon Snow's a Targaryen? Is uh, Is that bad? It might be. Joe just looked at me like that was really bad. <laughs> it might be. I didn't know that. Really? But that's because I, I haven't watched the show after the books ended. Oh. Well, yeah, and I have seen the show, but I still threw a hand up like, dude, like <laughs> people might want to catch up before season eight starts next year. If season seven ended a year and a half ago. I'm just saying, you know, maybe also, some people haven't gotten around to it also, yet. Also, can we just say, even though that is a spoiler, duh. Right? Duh. Like obvi, I I I haven't watched the show since season five. Obvi, I we all know that's happening. Duh. We all know where it's going. Incest. Yep. I love it. Weird. Wow. Hot incest. Stop it. There's a uh, <laughs> there's a uh, playwright that I studied that I studied a lot in college named Sam Shepard, and he uh, writes a lot about incest. So I'm like personal experience. Him? Yeah. No clue. Hmm. So because I, but he, but he writes characters really well in like really dark, messed up situations. So I've become 
you know, as weird and messed up as incest is, I guess when it comes to like storytelling in plays and TV, I'm just like, oh yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's weird uh, in yeah, real life. For sure. It's weird in real life for sure. As Jim agrees with me right there. Uh, but uh, if you read a lot of uh, sci-fi fantasy, like I do, it's not that unusual. Yeah, it's not that unusual. Yeah, it's it's the the pure blood mentality. As we're watching HP six, right? We now. are. Yeah, pure bloods. Yep. Half blood prince. Not S- a pure blood. Snape, not Tom Riddle. Uh, I will say this: Paul Goldschmidt, he's pretty good. He's about as close to a pure blood baseball player as they come. Ding. Whoa. I don't know. That could be really bad. <laughs> um, he is the most underrated player still playing baseball Correct. to this day. As Nolan Arenado has gotten more plug nationally, Paul Goldschmidt's gotten less. Yes. And it proves it in this trade to the St. Louis Cardinals. Because I think Paul Goldschmidt's the kind of player that is down to play for whatever team wants him. I think if the Arizona Diamondbacks came to him and said, we want to sign you for another eight years and give you money that we think you're worth, I think he would sign it. We're going to trade you to the Padres, and he's going to be like, cool, I'll sign there. I think he just likes playing baseball, and I think he wants to be with whoever wants him. So even though he's on the final year of his deal, so he's in a walk year coming into the 19 series season, I think whoever has him has the best chance to sign him. So it's not like that classic like NBA move deadline. Oh, let's go get Paul George and we'll see if we can re-sign him. No, no, no. I think when you go get Goldschmidt, you're almost guaranteed to be able to re-sign him. Right? Am I wrong in this? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, think I don't so. know him. I haven't read anything about this, but well, I mean, clearly the, the Diamondbacks does... didn't think they could re-sign him because they traded him. Yeah, I guess so. But they're also trying to rebuild. I suppose the. Uh, I think that that could be true. I mean. If he I'm got spitballing here, I right, could be but totally he, wrong. If he got traded to like the Marlins, he's not resigning. I think if you put him on a any decent situation baseball team, so about half of them, I think he stays. Right. But my argument if, is, if you show enough to Paul Goldschmidt, he'll give it back to you by signing a long term extension. So, but what I'm saying is, the only people that could afford slash would want to trade for Paul Goldschmidt in a contract here are good teams that can re-sign him. Sure. And yeah. that's what the St. Louis Cardinals did. So he's the new first baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. What a pickup that is. It is. And they only I – mean, I don't know much about the two prospects they gave up. They gave up Luke Weaver, which, I mean, if you've heard the show, we both like We're big him, fans of Luke Weaver. Even though he had a very iffy year this he past year. He did digress. Regress. I learned that from Mike today. He regressed this year. Yes. Um but I don't know anything about Carson Kelly. I don't know anything about either of the other two guys. But to get Luke Weaver from the Cardinals, that's a big deal. I think so. It's a pretty decent return for the Diamondbacks, who do not have a great track record of making good trades. I know. Uh, look at the Mariners trade and look at the Braves trade. J.D. Martinez. Well. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't that was a, a free trade. Agent. They, that they was acquired free him. Yeah. That was a good trade. That was a good trade. Who am I thinking of? Uh, they had Trevor Bauer at a point. Right. I'm thinking of the... Uh, they had Max Scherzer, too. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, they did Sorry, that. Tigers. I knew there was a Tiger thing going in here. They, uh... Oh, God, I'm going to forget his name now. Who's the Braves guy they got and gave up, like, the farm for? Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller. That's right. They gave up Dansby Swanson for him. Their who number one prospect. at short. Right. For the first place at Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Um, And then the Taylon Walker trade. 
Whoops. That got them Walker and Kettle Marte for Gene Segura and Mitch Hanniger. Which only one of those guys plays for the Mariners right now. <laughs> True, but we're, they lost that. They don't have a good that, history. That was, that was a bad trade, yeah. They don't have a good history of making trades. So I think they have since changed their front office personnel, so maybe that's different now. But um, I think you probably could have gotten more out of the Cardinals, unless these two prospects are, like, good. Unless they're, like, the top dogs. Um, I guess I can look that up. That would be a smart thing to do. I was like, I'm going to look it up right now while um, Mike's talking. But – I think you could have gotten more out of it, but it's not exactly the worst trade, in my opinion. I wonder, I mean, the Cardinals missed out on the playoffs, and they kind of faded down the stretch, and they weren't really in the wild card game as the Cubs and Brewers kind of had that. I do wonder where this puts the Cardinals going into next year. And I wonder if this is more of a, maybe the Cardinals organization doesn't think they'll necessarily full-on compete next year, but knowing, because it sounds like all signs point to that they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. So I wonder if this is almost as good as having a prospect because you know you're about to sign this guy for six to seven more years as your team gets ready to punch a window in the next two years. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might Does that make any sense? Yeah, a little bit. Like, we got him this year, and it's a walk year, quote-unquote, and we don't necessarily think we're going to win a world series but if we lock him down that's the step to rebuild i'm looking at the prospect list right now i don't see either of them on either list were they both in the majors this year uh it's it was andrew young and what's well, it connor Ca- kelly or something? carson kelly carson and kelly? i can click on his name on espn so that makes me think he has played in major oh, leagues hey. westview high school played 19 games What's so cool about Westview High School? Westview. He's from here. He's from here? Yeah. Portland? Yeah. Where's Westview? It's in Beaverton. Well, technically it's in Portland, but it's in the Beaverton School District. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. He's born in Chicago, Illinois. Went to Oregon, Wait, too. Are we, are we talking about the same person? Carson Kelly, the catcher. This says college none. Okay. Well, when I clicked on his name, it said University of are Oregon. Are you on baseball reference? Yeah. Okay, I'm on ESPN, and they're wrong about everything. <laughs> Sefford says he played 19 games. That I'll believe. I mean, he might have not gone to Oregon and, and gone straight to the MLB, but the one I clicked said that. Oh, he is uh, – oh, he's played three three seasons now with a 154, 174, and 114 batting average. Sounds like a catcher. I mean, 10 games, 34 games, and 19 games. But he calls a hell of a game, Mike. And then the other guy is what? Andrew Young? Uh, Andy Young. Andrew Young. Either way, maybe, okay. Maybe it's not the best haul for the Diamondbacks, but either way, I think Luke Weaver, getting Luke Weaver from the Cardinals is a big I think Luke Weaver's great, and I'll bet you he's got three more years controlled on his deal, and, uh, you know, and pitchers these days, I think they can kind of go through ups and downs, you know, and you'll have a guy who has a decent season, the guy has a bad season, and then all of a sudden, two years later, he figures it out, and he wins a Cy Young. Yeah. I mean, that could just be us and our rose-colored glasses. We like Luke Weaver. Or it could be Shelby Miller all over again. It could be Shelby Miller all over again. Um, I'm still mad at you for stealing Luke Weaver from our Keeper League, but I'm also not mad at you because he kind of sucked. Yeah. But I'm still kind of mad at you. Yeah. I understand. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I'm I'm more curious as to if the Cardinals do anything else in free agency. Is yeah. this just a setup for the long haul, or is this – we see the Brewers and Cubs getting better in an arms race. Do we try to keep up? I'm pretty curious about how Goldschmidt does with the Cardinals. I mean, he is. He seems like a Cardinal player. Right. 
it's a team that is often overlooked for the most overlooked player in baseball. It seems like a perfect fit. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes. When we come back, we have fair or foul. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is Fair or Foul, and without further ado, ours our fantastic producer, Mr. Joel Fisher. Take it away, brother. So last week, we uh, talked a little bit about Robinson Cano, and as I said during the commercial earlier, I pulled audio from last week where I said, I don't think they'll be able to get rid of Paxton Cano Edwin Diaz and Segura all in one offseason. <laughs> well, enter the, enter the New York Mets, everybody. Yes. So that was four players I named that were indeed traded. Within a matter of days. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Two, three days, maybe? Yeah. Uh, By but, Monday, it was all done. But fair or foul, in the last 30 days, the Mariners have traded a total of 10 players. Fair. Fair. Last 10 days. So you trade Cano, you trade Diaz, Diaz, you trade Gene Segura. In that trade, they also got rid of Juan Nicasio and James Pazos. So that's five. You got rid of James Paxton. That's six. You got rid of Mike Zanino, right? In the last 10 days? 30 days, he said. Oh, 30? Oh, okay. Okay, so okay keep seven. going. I think one of the guys they got for Cano, they flipped and sent to Philly. Was that Swarzak? Swarzak. That might be it, yeah. I'm going to say fair. I, I'm not going to be able to name all 10, but I'm going to say fair. Uh, I might even be missing a small trade. You have to. That's the rule. I'm kidding. I was, I, I'm I'll missing you, a small trade. I guarantee it. What do you think, Patrick? I think I stick with fair as well. It is fair. I'll give you all the names here. Yeah, you had Mike Zanino, Paxton. Uh, Cano, Diaz, Segura, Pazos, and Nicasio. That's who I mentioned. Yeah. Guillermo Heredia got oh. traded as well. And uh, and uh, Alex Colome. Alex Colome. And the 10th, Michael Plasmeyer. Oh, that was a minor league deal, right? Right. right. I don't know. Honestly, I say right as if, yeah, yeah, I know it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't. Um, also, there are. Make it till you make it, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, four free agents. Right now for the Mariners that will be on the team next year. Or maybe, who knows, Nelson Cruz, Bernard Span, Nick Vincent, and Cameron Maven. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. Okay, uh, bye. So, with that being said, uh, Mariners kind of taken on that title of uh, possibly the worst team in the American League. Remember story time? <sighs> Remember story time? So, this, uh, you know, takes some pressure off of Look my shoulders as the Orioles here. fan. So, fair or foul. What have the Orioles done? The Orioles will win more games than the Mariners next season. What, have the, what have the Orioles done? Uh, they blew it up before the Mariners did. Beat them to the punch. So, we'll be winning 2019 World Series. Mariners will probably not win 2020 nor make the playoffs. Fair or foul, Mariners, Orioles win more than Mariners. Yeah. Fair it's just like, foul. honestly, just like flip a coin. I know. Like, that's like maybe sure. like a three win difference. 
I'm going to go ahead and say fair. They honestly might be the bottom two teams in the Don't forget about the Royals. They're pretty bad right now, too. If the White Sox don't get Bryce Harper or Machado, they're still going to be bad. Yeah, but they won't be that bad. They got some good young players. Hmm. And they just got Alex Coleman. The Blue Jays are going to be super bad. Are they? Yeah. Name three players on the Blue Jays. I honestly don't think I can name you three players on the Orioles. <laughs> no, I can't. Can give you I was Bundy. about to say, you got Mark <laughs> Trumbo still? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Pillar. Okay. Oh, there you go. Bundy. Well, that was I was naming a, a, a Blue Jay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of uh, Villar. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, that is true. He got there from the Brewers. Yeah, Jonathan Villar. In that Villar. terrible Jonathan Scope trade. Um <coughs> You got Wellington Castillo behind the dish, or someone else Is got Russell him. Martin still playing shortstop there? <laughs> Only for Team Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a couple others I'm forgetting. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the minors. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> uh, technically, Troy Tulowitzki is still on that roster. Yeah, and there's as a couple is, of good young guys. As I is Marcus Stroman and uh, Marco Estrada. There's a couple of. Uh, oh, that's true. And Aaron Sanchez. Um, there you go. We just named like seven players. See, you have a little faith in yourself. We, uh, there's a couple of young guys who came up for them and actually played like gangbusters last year that I cannot remember their names. But one of them was also, I think, a son of a former player, or at least had a very similar name. That's what you're going with? That's what I'm going with. Uh, I'm going to say fair. The Orioles win more games than the Mariners because I think the Mariners are going to literally take this down to the studs and they're going to keep Felix Hernandez around, who's going to win 12 games with a 5 6 ERA. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Dylan Bundy's going to win 12 games with a 5-6 ERA, too. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. And that will only happen in one game, okay? The rest of the season, he'll be uh, lights out. Mm-hmm. Like he'll give up eight runs in the first uh, one-third of an inning to start a game. All right. Now, this last one, it's to uh, it's a a stat test, but also a memory test. See how was, well- sorry. It was Lourdes Guriel Jr., so That's it was a right. name of a major leaguer. He hit 281, 11 homers, 35 RBIs for them last year. Sorry. So this one will be a memory test for you guys. Okay. okay. Not going to do well on this. Oh, we'll see. I mean, because I have said it multiple times tonight. I, I have had some uh, YouTube black uh, rabbit holes these days. So uh, Paul Goldschmidt, he's pretty good. He's good. Has he been so good that fair foul? He's finished in the top three of MVP voting three of the last six seasons. Mm. So I was supposed to listen to your updates is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I'll let you go, Mike. I'll let Mike choose, and then I'll come in and say what I say. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing. You're stalling. No, I already know the answer. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to say fair because he is always in the top five in MVP voting. So top three, three of the last six years, sure, fair. I was really hoping he'd say foul because I'm pretty sure this is fair. The man, the man is good. The man's super good. Oh, we moving on. We yes. say fair. Both fair. You're, 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 yeah, you're correct. It's fair. He has finished. Maybe I have listened to your updates, Joe. Yeah, good job. Yeah, no, you weren't. Um, <laughs> so, and I want to say he finished in uh, the top six this season, um, but. It's basically he finishes the top three of MVP voting uh, every other year. So next season, he that should be his top three MVP year. So the Cardinals are going to get a uh, potential MVP season. Well, now that he's not in Arizona, he might actually win an MVP. That's right. Him and uh, Corbin and everyone leaving 
to yeah, come right. back. That's going to be so messed up when he goes to St. Louis and and has like <laughs> his fourth best season, but wins an MVP and they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's going to be exactly it's what going to be exactly what happens. Also, uh, quick stat: since 2012, Paul Goldschmidt leads all first basemen in hits, home runs, RBIs, and extra base hits. I'm not shocked by any of this. More than Joey Votto, though. Yep. We've talked about Joey Votto's crazy stats. What yep. are you going to tell me next? That Nolan Arenado has the best WAR of any player in the National League in four years? Like, I mean, we're we're so aware. I feel like everyone in America should be listening to this show because we've been telling you Paul Goldie is awesome. For a long time. You haven't. Do you remember how bad he was last year at the begin? And he still finished, like, in the top six in MVP I know, vote? and I tried to, like, poke you, Mike, because I know you love him more than I do. Not that I dislike him, but you like him more than I do. And I was like, uh-oh, is he falling off? And you were like, no, just give it a minute. You, like, l- scoffed at me, and sure enough. He still finished a batting 290 with 33 home runs. With a terrible three months of the season. Yeah, I'm going to look real quick before you move on, Joe. He hit... In, uh, where's average? He was hitting at the end of May, 209. He was hitting 198 on May 22nd. And he finished the year hitting 297. Booyah. Or 290? 290. Roasted. He hit in the month of June, 364. In the month of July, 317. In the month of August, 356. And in the month of September, 273. What a bum. What a bum. All right. There you go. That's your fair or foul. That is oh. fair or foul. Oh, we have one more. <laughs> no. You guys don't deserve it tonight. And honestly, <laughs> I don't have a fourth anyways. Save 45. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We come back. We'll wrap this bad boy up as we always do. That's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. Joe Fisher behind the glass. This is the I hot corner. the best, Joe. I'm sorry. 1080 The Fib. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight fifty here on Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, this this is a fun time of season. I always I always I always chuckle when people say, oh, "Do you still do your baseball show on the on the off season?" Also, for the record, the show's called the Hot Corner. I hate that it's just referred to as the baseball show. Yeah, well. Yeah, whatever. We'll take anyone. We, we, can get we it. still got a job. Uh when people are like, gee, do you guys still on in the offseason? I'm like, hell yeah. We got tons of stuff to talk about. Well, the nice thing is we, had, we there's 20 other things we could have gone through tonight. The nice thing for us is basically now until like February, it's loaded with baseball stuff as mm-hmm. the winter meetings are going on. Then there's a gap. Yeah. And we kind we we are given the the leash to go into other sports topics if we want to mm-hmm. or go more into the after dark topics, which we tend to do more often anyway. Yeah. Especially because it's after dark the entirety of the I show. I mean, now. do you really want our take on Kareem Hunt or Colin Kaepernick right now? No. I mean, Joe wants it. I don't understand why, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, or we could talk about Harry Potter 6. That is true. We could talk about Harry Potter 6. Well, like I said, Jason Witten and. 
uh, Tessa Tor and all of them are literally talking about this stuff mid-game when they should be calling Monday Night Football. So, oh, hell, yeah, I, hear that. You guys, I saw that. You guys are paid to give your opinion. So, yeah, I definitely want to hear about your opinion on Colin Kaepernick going to a team called the Redskins when he's been fighting for racial injustice for like, the last two seasons. <laughs> I Tell me I, how you really feel, Joe. I know. <laughs> I saw that. And I, I was not watching Monday Night Football, so I didn't. I wasn't. Does anybody watch Monday Night Football anymore? When it was Rams Chiefs, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I watched that too. <laughs> I don't even like football. Um, but NFL. The go Cougs. Yeah. The don't uh, get me started on that. <laughs> the uh, oh, I lost my train of thought now. Darn it. People not oh, Monday Night Football. Yeah. The Monday Night Football thing. Tour. That everyone was going. He basically went to a sports radio script the second that that game was two scores. He stopped calling the game and yeah. just looked down and went, sports radio. Well, that game was boring. I like Joe Tessitore. He was great for college football, but, but I game guess. Was, that game was boring. I don't blame him. But it was like a 10-point game. When Cole McCoy broke his leg and, and, and Dirty Sancho came in, dude, it was over. Butt fumble. <laughs> it was over. Well, Adrian Peterson ran for a 90-yard touchdown. That and first then play. Mark Sanchez threw three picks. <laughs> and you're like, cool. Uh, so, about that Kaepernick thing. Yeah. I don't got a problem, man. I don't. I just thought it was weird. Does anybody really watch games anymore and listen to the people talking? I don't think that many people do. I mean, for like, me, I don't like when people get when people get really mad about Tony Romo guessing the next play. Like people got really upset about. They that. got mad about that. They got mad about that. it. Yeah, because it's like what I'm mad about with Tony Romo is all the people that love him now. You wish he was after talking crap about him for the last however oh, yeah, that, like that's decade. You know, just ripping on him. And as soon as he's not playing football anymore, like, God, I love that Romo. The, I wish great. the Cowboys like, had oh, Romo right stop, now. Stop. Yeah. The way I consume the NFL is through Red Zone now, so I barely listen to the commentary. And college football, I flip a lot. And I'll watch a game, but I very rarely will listen. Or if I do, I mean, I sometimes I even, like, critique it, right? I'm like, why is he saying that? That's weird. I think half the time when I watch NFL, there's, like, music going on in my house or a podcast volumes turned down low on the TV. College, I tend to listen to announcers because there are uh, so many different announcers in different uh, leagues that you kind of get used to, whether it's, like, Vern Lundquist in the SEC or who else am I thinking? Or Gus Johnson does a lot of Big Ten, you know, back in the day, Keith Jackson doing Pac-12 stuff, Pac-10 back then. And I think there's just so many more players in college that you kind of rely on announcers to kind of let you know who some of these dudes are. Yeah. Like, how many people really knew who Haskins was six weeks ago? I mean, just diehard fans of, of the sport. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of it. And now he's going to finish third in the Heisman. Don't get me started on that either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care what these people say. I don't listen to them half the time anyway. <laughs> Joe's just dying. Don't you mock me over there, Joe. Well, That's uh, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year you're laughing at. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have played better against Washington. Stop! <laughs> Maybe Larry Scott could stick up for some people, huh? No, he won't. He'd rather fill Levi Stadium 25% for his title game. Boy, that was gross. Wasn't it? And yeah. it was a terrible game, too. It was a terrible game. Um, I hate the Huskies, and I'm not trying, you know, I humble pie here. I get it. But, uh, I mean, Cougs could at least put at least 60 people in that stadium, which is more than the Huskies did, and double more than what Utah did. 
Hey, the Utah fans were there a little bit. Yeah, 20 of them. Did you see that one shot that they were not showing of the crowd, but they showed of all the Utah fans cheering after a field goal? Man, I saw I saw a tweet that was what a What a riveting field goal game. I saw, I saw a tweet of a picture that was like, six minutes before kickoff, this crowd's getting real rowdy. There's like 30 people in the stands, and I was like, you can't tell me everyone's buying hot dogs right now. I think my tweet was, I think Larry Scott can sit in all those seats by himself. What? My tweet was, you think Larry Scott can fill all those seats by himself? It's true. Well, he can. Uh, he only needs one person to make uh, ridiculous calls on the field, so. True. I used to stick up for Larry Scott. He used to all the time. I actually think. Now Washington State finished even, outside the near six. Even before this year, I stuck up for him. Utah got a better bowl game than them. Yeah. Although, apparently, CBS cares more about the Alamo Bowl than they care about their New Year's Six games. CBS is all on board with this. Yeah. Good old Wazoo-Iowa State riveting matchup. So mad. So mad. Just watch Syracuse-West Virginia and send you so much Give me West Virginia. You guys don't deserve West Virginia. We deserve West Virginia. This is garbage. is a classic rival. I'm done with this. The Schwarzwalder Trophy. I'm done with this. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish. I'm Patrick Harris. We're not back next week. Good luck. Go do something I would do. Go, Coos. Hate Syracuse.